Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. Um, my guest today is Tony Gaddy. And Tony is going to talk about the race for mayor in the city of Albany. So, Tony, I'm sure you have your your eyes and ears focused on what's going to happen. What What's your view? What do you think? Well, you know, I mean, I I, I would say this. I'm not as engaged as people might presume because I do the work I do. But what I do understand is that uh, the mayor is essentially the the president and CEO of the city, and her job is to mm-hmm. run the city, or the mayor's job is to run the city. I think um, in any business, there are going to be parts of that business that are doing well, and there are parts of uh, any business that there's room for improvement. And I think that's an ongoing process and that requires the work of the entire organization and it's not one person's job to do everybody's job. Um, Mayor Sheehan has said that she was only going to serve for two terms and she just announced she's going to run for a third term. Were you surprised? Um, I'm never surprised when um, elected officials decide to extend their public service. Um, it depends on the reasons. Sometimes it's because there's unfinished business. Um, sometimes it's, you know, enjoy, enjoyment of the work. I don't really know um, why, but it, I'm never surprised by the decision of any um, of anybody to extend their service, whether that be in the public or the private sector, it's, everything is day to day, and that's kind of how I see it. In terms of the work I do, I've gotten to learn a little bit more about how these things are um, perceived. Uh, things change, you know. Things you can say something, you can say something today, and if the circumstances change, you have to adapt. Mhm. So. Have you lived in Albany a long time? Um, I have. I, I left for a period of time and, and came back, but I've been here uh, again since about 2015. 2015. So before mm-hmm. that, were you were you in town when Mayor Jennings was mayor? Um. I, I was. I was in town. I was nearby. But, um, yeah, for, for for a lot of his term, I was here. So, you know, there's only been a, not even a handful of mayors since 1940. That's 80 years. Um, 80 years of a Democratic reign. Do you... Are you are you happy with the way things are going in, in this city? And if not, what would you like to see changed? 
Well, depending on what part of the city you're referring to, am I happy about what I see taking place in Arbor Hill, West Hill, and the South End? No. But other parts of the city are are doing, you know, well. As I as I referenced earlier, there that's that's business. There are certain parts of any business that are going to be doing well, and there are certain parts that require more attention and, and more work. Um, the parts of the city that we feel are underserved communities, there's definitely room for improvement. I would love to see um, South End developed. Uh, you know, there's there are things taking place in the South End that are starting to happen. Um, I would love to see more development in Arbor Hill, and there are things taking place on Clinton Ave that are, you know, it's progress, but there's obviously clearly, you know, room for more. I mean, there, there are so many gaps in our community when it comes to economic development. That is, uh, I think, more the responsibility of the business community, not government. We need more, we need more economic development focus, not just focusing on social endeavors that impact our communities when the bottom line is the economics of our communities and the communities themselves have to begin to, to take on a little bit more sense of urgency. Um, the, the conditions of our community are driven by the people in the community. If the quality of life of the people in the community isn't good, the community will not be good. That's an economic endeavor um, as well as a social endeavor. And that's a partnership between government, the business community, um, the community organization slash nonprofit community, and the residents of the community um, themselves. It's a a partnership. We're, We're all part of the business of Albany. And everybody has to do their part. And I don't want to feel like, you know, it's one person's job or one individual's job. It is a collective effort that it takes to build the city. And I think a lot of times because um, one person has the the top job in the city, the the perception is incumbent upon that one person to solve all of that city's um, issues. And I I don't see it that way. I see it as a partnership. I see it as everybody has to do their part within the city for that city to run. Whether or not the buck stops at a certain point, that is always going to be the case. And that's why um, a certain individual has that, that, uh, that position, that title. But the work, team, collaborative effort, everybody has to do their part. So, for an average person, how how could they be more responsible in taking pride in where they live and and say, I live in Albany, this is great. What do you say to that? Again, that's a byproduct of the quality of life that people are living. If you're And that's, again, it goes back to the economics of the city. A person is happy and and feels a part of something when they're actually part of it. Are they really actively engaged in the the day-to-day of the city, the economics of the city? You know, what's their, you know, what are their, what's their quality of life like? What are their, you know, what's their income? Uh, What's their education? What's their health care? What's their housing? 
those are the things that make a person feel like, you know, um, they're part of a city. When people come here, um, what are the cultural components that uh, make a city feel, you know, welcomed and inviting? Um, that That's what, you know, makes a person feel like, you know, a sense of pride in their city when they're truly a part of it. And you can't really be a part of the city if you're not economically a part of it and culturally. You know, when I, those are the things. When I look at pictures on Facebook of, you know, um, how Albany looked like 40, 50, 60 years ago, like um, Pearl Street. Pearl Street was booming. There was all kinds of shops and businesses, and it looked like a thriving street. You go down Pearl Street now, you see boarded-up buildings. What do you say to that? Well, you know, I, I agree with you in terms of what Pearl Street used to look like. You know, I, I go to, um, you know, I, I recall some of those, uh, you know, those photos when there was, you know, lodges and Army and Navy and learners. I think, you know, retail is a vital part of uh, of any downtown. I would love to see that level of uh, activity um you know, come back to downtown. I mean, there are certain parts of it that are starting to kind of take shape with, um, you know, the, the, the Redburn development projects. Uh, I'm hearing more about the Capital Rep uh, project. But again, I, you know, I, I do also recall when there were more, there was more retail in, in downtown Albany, uh, you know, so that, uh, in that part, I would love it because retail gives people reason to come downtown, stay downtown, and spend their money downtown. It, it, it shouldn't just be incumbent upon uh, the hospitality industry to bear the brunt of, uh, of of downtown Albany. I would love to be able to, you know, spend more time and more money at stores, retail, uh, not just retail, but professional services. Um, you know, the, the thing that other communities have in abundance you know, we we need those things in, in downtown and the proximity between uptown and the south end and Arbor Hill. That downtown was that, you know, common place where, you know, it was uh, the proximity of it and, and the convenience of what you could do with your consumer spending in a thriving downtown is very important. Similar to what, you know, I mean, if you look at what's connected, the transformation that's connected has, um, you know, um, undergone. You know, they have arts and there's retail, there's restaurants. You know, that 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 part of a city is is vital. In addition, in addition to having quality housing, which we do have downtown, but when people come out of their home, they need to be able to take a walk and spend their dollar instead of having to travel to the you know further you know to the outskirts of the of the city of Albany and such. It would be great to. For, I'm sure with all the fantastic housing down there, people could, you know, kind of come out their their house or their home or their apartment and take a walk and, you know, fulfill all their consumer needs right there. That's a community. Mm-hmm. That is that is kind of the essence of what defines a community. And similarly, you know, other parts of the city need those same things to, to keep those circulation of the dollars thriving in Arbor Hill, in the South End. You can't just be about, you know, um, corner stores and, and things of that nature. We need professional services, dry cleaning, 
um, supermarket, you know, lawyers, CPAs, um, you know, apparel, you know, services and quality goods. We can spend money in, in communities and that dollar stays in the community. That's important. Albany is the seat of government in New York. People from all over the world think of New York. They think of New York City. And pre-COVID, New York City was bustling. There was the theater district. There was restaurants. There was office buildings. And then you come to Albany, and there's almost nothing here. Do you think do you think more focus should be put on the fact that we are the capital of the state of New York? Absolutely. That's something we always uh make a point of emphasizing our our value on the political landscape and culturally I think it's very important that the the state capital of uh of the state of New York um you know assume its rightful place on a national landscape. You know, part of the problem with that is that because it's such a seat of, of government in terms of, you know, the state capital and the LOB and then the city, there's a tendency to kind of put too much emphasis on the politics of Albany as opposed to the economics of, of, uh, of the city, which is where New York City has that advantage culturally, economically, socially, because there's so much to do outside of government. So mm-hmm. to your point, we have to start to position Albany and get away from you know, I think the word I think the word smallbany hurts us as well because it's almost been adopted as kind of, you know, a quaint um the perception of it as a quaint small town. You know, that feeling, you know, however, that can also be detrimental if you're trying to think big and and do big things and be bold and innovative. You can't just build an entire city off of just government, private sector that's thriving. Businesses have to want to come to Albany to see it as as an alternative to New York City because New York City is... Uh, the population is too dense. Uh, the costs are too high. We have the perfect city geographically in its proximity to so many other metropolitan areas, but we have to start making the focus on economic development and not just government and politics. Um, Pre-COVID, businesses, there was... businesses create jobs. Jobs right. create incomes. Income generates wealth. Wealth becomes equity. That's not necessarily a, a function of government. Okay. Pre-COVID, we had the Aurora Games at the Times Union Center. And there were athletes, women athletes from all over the world who converged in Albany and they participated in the Games. Now, mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't look up and down Pearl Street and I thought is this what I want the world to see Um, do you think that we could have done better to embrace all of the people that came here 
for the Aurora games? Um, you know, without having without having spoken to them to know what their take on, you know, their time in Albany was, it's hard for me to 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 properly answer that question because, you know, a lot of people come here and there's plenty for them. You know, I don't think Albany would be drawing these high level events if there weren't things here to make it appealing to to, to certain demographics. So you know, I don't know if there was any feedback on on what uh, a visitor's perception of the city is, but I will say this: Albany has been successful in drawing a lot of high-level uh, type events, and there has to be some merit and reason why that's the case. And and they've come to to the Times Union Center, right? What about the palace? What about the egg? Do you think we get top-notch entertainers to come there also? Uh, I've, I've been to uh, quite a few uh, shows at uh, both of those venues. I haven't been to the, I've not been to the Palace in some time, but I've, I've been to several shows at the Egg. I remember seeing, you know, Buddy Guy, who's a, you know, a huge uh, guitar influence. So I think there's always room for improvement when it comes to the arts and entertainment and, and the cultural offerings of this city. Um, I'm always pushing for more um, diversity, equity, and inclusion in terms of the talent we draw. And that's not just from an arts and entertainment perspective. That's just, once again, from a professional economic standpoint. I, I don't think there's, you're never, it's never good to be satisfied. You should always be pushing yourself to do more because there's always more to do. And once you start getting satisfied and comfortable, it's easy to become complacent. Mm-hmm. And Do you think once that, you become complacent, that... you become lazy. So I would I would just say, you know, there's room for improvement. I've seen a number of shows be canceled. Uh, uh, and that might be, you know, sometimes the industry reason is given as the artist isn't feeling well, but sometimes it's just a matter of the tickets aren't selling. Uh-huh. Do you, so you think really the uh, Do you think the citizens of Albany are complacent? Yeah. I think that's, that's an a, important that's, question. That's a, that's a judgment. That's a judgment assessment. I'm not in a full position to make because I haven't really had conversations with all the citizens of Albany. So uh-huh. I know there is there there is some complacency within the city when it comes to certain things. But for me to pass judgment on the people as being complacent, uh, that, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be fair. I think um I just think we need to keep pushing to improve as a city. And again, that's going to take all of us to make the quality of living here better so that everyone feels the sense that they can share in the fact that this is a city you know that feels like it's it belongs to everybody that resides here in some capacity. Um, complacency, uh, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't judge people like that. I think you know it's easy to become complacent in how in the work you do. That's easy to to you know to maybe assess based on the results and the outcomes, but you know to to pass 
um, a, a blanket, broad assessment of a people. Now, nah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I know Troy has term limits. The uh, mayor can uh, serve only two terms. Would you like to see term limits for the mayor and common council in the city of Albany? You know, I never really thought about term limits on the local level. I do think it's more, that's to me, in my opinion, this is my opinion, that more concerns me on a national level. Okay. Okay. So you've never really considered it it on the local level then, right? I, I, I really haven't given it much thought because I feel like, you know, if there's work to be done, you know, I don't even know how long the term limits are. Are they two years, four years? It really depends. Is the person is the person in a position not only doing the job but offering and leading to results? If that person has a passion for the work and is doing the work and leading to results, why would I want that person to leave that position just because? And the next person might come in, not have the same passion, not have the same commitment, not put in half the work, but because there was this arbitrary decision on term limits that, you know, a, a person that was doing the work and that led to the job and results had to leave. That's something, uh, that's a tough one. That's a tough line to walk because, again, it's about the work and it's about the results. And I wouldn't want a, a person that's about that commitment to leave office just because he or she, their time was up. So now, nationally, um, nationally, that's that's a, a broader conversation because we have a lot of people who are in those positions that have been there seemingly forever, and mm-hmm. over time, you know, your if your ideas and the way you do business doesn't evolve with the times, then you have to look at the terms. But that's a byproduct of staying engaged and staying involved and staying committed to the work. If you can do that and you're producing results, ditching which are happy with you, you know, uh, having somebody come in just for the sake of coming in, that might be counterproductive. Mayor Corning was mayor for 42 years. Jerry Jennings was mayor for 20 years. That's a long time for both of them, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. But you have to remember, they were – they were voted that many times as well. So That's clearly true. there was this, clearly there were people that were happy with them in those positions as well. Otherwise they would not have voted for them. So that also has to be, you know, factored in as well. There was, if there was such dissatisfaction with the work they were doing and the results, there would have been more votes against. Yeah. I, I, so you have to look at both sides of, people who run for office still have to be voted on tain office as well. So, so in some corners, maybe, they, uh, <laughs> well, in some corners, maybe ahead. they were doing the job that people voted for them to do and others, maybe not, you know, okay. again. So, um, you just said that, that the people of Albany were happy with, the long-term elected officials. 
But would no, you I said, say I said the people that voted for them must have been happy. Otherwise, they wouldn't have voted for them. Happy. Okay, that 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 that's a good argument to uh, to talk about. Um, I find that living in Albany and seeing the faces pop up term after term, it's like there's no new blood in this in the city. So how could you be, how could you be happy? With no new blood. Again, it's really not about. It depends on. Well, again, it goes down to the vote. There were more people that were happy than not. That's what okay. the vote comes down to, correct? But if you're not giving. What are your options? Yeah. Right. If you're not what really your giving a viable viable choice, then how could you how could you phrase people were happy with the people they voted for when there's no farm team, there's no new blood, and it's the same old, same old every single time. You know, I feel like, you know, if, if a person wants to be the new blood, you still have to put in the work to get the following it's not. It's, I don't think it's given. Okay. You know, I mean, so new blood. Can, have... New blood can appear on the scene, and they, but they still have to generate the uh, the you know the the constituency by speaking to the issues. Um, are they challenging the status quo? You still have to engage with the process to build up enough people to still come out and vote for you, whether you're new or old. You still have to put in the work to get people to believe that you're speaking to their issues, that you're going to stay committed to the work, and that what you're speaking to, you're going to actually put in the work to get done. That's new blood, old blood, or anything. (laughs) Right. Tony, we have a minute left, so I hope to talk with you as this election season unfolds. So give yourself a little plug. You know, again, you know, we're we're an organization, you know, the chamber that we're it's hard to plug what we do in terms of this conversation because I don't really think as an organization uh we're 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 nonpartisan group, but we speak to the right. issues of our community as they relate to business and economics. So that's the that is the track that we function on. We need to look at, you know, what the city looks like economically. That's probably the best plug okay. that I can give, you know, for our organization at this time within the context of this conversation is what's best okay. for, you know, what's what's best for business mm-hmm. and the economics that, okay. that drive a city. That's important. Okay. Tell everybody what your organization is. We are the Upstate New York Black Chamber of Commerce, a U.S. Black Chamber. And you have a website? usnybcc.org Tony, thank you. I look forward to speaking with you again as the election season unfolds. Happy New Year and thank you everybody for listening. Have a great day. Thank you.